Welcome to the Superpower Success Podcast. It's time to shift your paradigm, gain some inspiration, and get moving towards that next level of success. So many of us get into cycles of just getting by. And I am as guilty of this as anybody else. I have have built my business, I've built my career with 150 miles an hour and going through the motions and getting to the end of the week or the end of the month. And it's like, what did I even, you know, it's a blur. And that just getting by is not living. And that's what I want to talk about today. And I've got Simon Callan here with me, who's the founder of So Grateful and what he calls the Zen Executive. Um, And he and I had a conversation a couple of weeks ago, just personally, and what he shared with me, the wisdom he gave me was something I needed to hear. And immediately after talking with him, I said, my listeners need to hear this too. I think there's a lot of leaders out there that need to hear this message, whether you've heard it before or not, whether you know it, which I did or not, sometimes you need to hear it again for you to take a different step, right? To do something different. And so we're going to talk about that just getting by not being living, not how we want to go forward. So thank you for being here, Simon. Yeah, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. So we always love to start with you just sharing your journey, right? What's gotten you to this point? What's been that that road full of twists and turns that's gotten you to this point in your life and in your career? For sure. Okay, so um, my name is Simon Callan. I uh, grew up in the UK. I lived there for most of my life, actually. Well, actually, not mostly. I'm getting older now, but <laughs> a big chunk of my life was there. So I stayed there most of the time until I was about 22 years old. Um, uh, it's most of my life, just normal. Kind of, I really loved things like skateboarding and kind of um, individual sports. That was basically my life. Like I wasn't really into school and stuff like that. I just loved having fun, really, was kind of my main, my main, my main goal in life, I think, as a child. I had no real aspirations or goals i know that's not wonderful for many people to hear these days but that's how i was i just loved having fun so that's how i lived and then um yeah i kind of made it through and then i took up motorcycle racing around about 12 13 years old and that became very um took me internationally actually i kind of raced all, all over the uk and europe and stuff doing that and lots of injuries doing that lots of trauma and stuff uh, physical mental where i was sort of beaten up and kind of in hospitals bleeding from my ears and nose and stuff and kind of really rough shapes and just lots of times of recovering from really mostly physical damage, but having really badly damaged and then kind of recovering and bouncing back all the time. But because I love this sport so much, it was just, it wasn't challenging. Like I, I learned at that time that if you love something enough, you'll just keep going. So it didn't matter that I was breaking bones all the time. I think I broke 14 bones doing that and I had some major traumas and stuff, which I actually pay for a bit now, but at the time it just kept me going because I loved it so much. So that was a, I guess a big thing in life that kind of kept me going. And then around 18, I actually had a a viral infection. And then after that, I had about 20 years of chronic illness, actually. So it completely shifted my life. About 19, I kind of was stuck in the home. I wasn't going anywhere. I wasn't around friends and stuff. So there was a lot of, a lot of tough times, I guess, for me, my perception at that time was pretty tough. Um, the benefit of that, though, is that I started to visit all these private doctors and all these different people. Although it wasn't a wonderful experience for me personally, I was learning so much now that I actually use for other people, which is quite cool. So, so yeah, so we went. I would travel all around finding all these doctors and stuff, and we. I got caught up in some medical negligence stuff where that kind of nearly nearly killed me, and then I just decided I'm going to travel. And I had chronic fatigue, so it was quite challenging, kind of making 
travel was I, was challenging. But what I found is when I traveled and got away from my life that I kind of was stuck in this this story that I was in, all of a sudden I actually felt a bit better. And I ended up um, deciding, well, I really like snowboarding. I hadn't done it before, but I thought I'll just do that. And then that became my profession. Within about three years, I, I made snowboarding my profession and I, as, as someone with chronic illness. And again, I was like, well, if you love something, you can your body and mind will just do whatever it needs to get you there. I was almost like, well, when I get these symptoms, they're probably telling me that I'm doing something that's not authentic to me, basically. This wasn't fun enough for me. So my body's like, yeah, I'm going to make you feel, feel unpleasant until you, you stop doing it. So that's kind of how I lived. Um, that fast forward, that took me to Canada around 2006 when I was in my late 20s. I bumped into my wife on a, on a well, I didn't know at the time, but on a chairlift. And that kind of shifted. I moved to Calgary, Alberta, and um, I got a job in the car industry because they would take anybody that breathed. And uh, my, my education basically was uh, uh, snowboarding and motorcycles. So, yes, yeah, so I worked there and I did really well in sales, ended up at, with Mercedes-Benz. I stayed there for I think, nine years and ended up being a business manager. So I, I, I kind of got more into kind of an executive kind of the world, I guess, of business, which was something I'd, I'd avoided. And I, I realized I actually enjoyed it. There was lots of wonderful people in there that I didn't know existed. I thought only wonderful people existed in my little world of having fun. But I found that there was lots of really amazing people actually in the business world. So, but I also noticed lots of stresses and stuff there and things. And, and as I worked in the job I was in, I remember looking across at the leaders I worked with and they were wonderful. The two such amazing work people I worked with. And then I just looked across and they were just getting close to kind of retiring. And I thought, well, they're pretty stressed. And I don't think that's where I want to be in 20 years time. Nothing, there's nothing wrong. I just, for my own personal space, I was like, I don't want to be stressed. And I sat one day and I said, well, what do you want? I said, I want to help people. So I, I left, I just left one day and I took up osteopathy. So I went to school for osteopathy and with the thought that I'm just going to become a doctor, that's what I'll be. And I had no background in it, but I thought I'm just going to make it happen because I just had this drive in me that was just going to make it happen. So I got in a school in the first year. I was one of the top students in my class against people who just spent their whole lives in university. So I was doing amazing. And then um, one morning I was, I was doing about eight hours of study a day, seven days a week at that time. And I was just at the top of the stairs. I just grabbed my daughter. She was about two years old, wrapped in a big blanket. And just as I stood on the top step, I just slipped. Both feet went up in the air. I grabbed my daughter so I wouldn't let go, landed on my back, hit my head and had a pretty major back injury um, and head injury. And from that, within about a month after that, I had a massive breakdown. Um, I constantly was having panic attacks and, and, and I didn't know, where, didn't know where this was coming from. I, I spent a life of not really having much fear. I didn't think actually I could snowboard and do lots of stuff and nothing really created too much fear. And immediately I couldn't leave the house. Um, I didn't want anybody near me. My daughter near me. I didn't want anybody near me. It was a really wild space like I and, and I was fully aware of it was kind of the challenging thing I was I, I literally felt like I kind of got mad really I, I guess it's the only way I can kind of explain it like the thoughts and stuff that I was I was experiencing and, and what it did physically like it created really massive physical reactions in my body but I had a little tiny piece of me that could kind of sit back and watch all this and I was just like well what, what's going on here and I remember I had a lot of thoughts of kind of like, I don't want to go on with life. Like I can't live like this, but and then part of me is like, no, no, you're going to get through it. So, and that was my next four years. I spent four years making my way through. I tried medicine at first and it um, had some benefits. It kind of took me off the ledge, I guess. Um, but then I just wasn't improving. So I, 
I started looking at things like breathing. Someone said, we'll do breathing. So I did, I looked at breathing because the way I am kind of overachiever, I, I went into breath work and stuff and I started doing that every day, hours and hours of it every day. And then, and that kind of led me to meditation. And then I would do meditation for hours a day. I mean, sometimes I'd meditate six hours a day. Other times it was a few hours. Um, and I started to realize, well, you know what? Life is pretty rough. Like I might not ever really kind of walk properly again, or maybe I might not leave the house ever again. And maybe I'm just going to sit in a chair. I sit in and look out of a window and nothing was changing. So I thought, well, I have to find something in this. Like I can't just live in this space because it's too traumatizing. So I, I was like, okay, well, what's the benefit? Well, I'm starting to learn things like meditation. I'm starting to learn breath work. I'm actually learning that a lot of other people in the world are really stressed. And even though I'm basically, I was dying at that time. I was like, a lot of people are actually worse off than me because at least you're aware of it. <laughs> so a lot of people are in autopilot and not aware. So I just kind of thought to myself, well, you know what? Things aren't great, but they're not terrible. So I started looking at things to be grateful for. And that was a big step for me. Like I would wake up in the morning and I had nothing to feel grateful about. And my body was in severe pain. I had like, well, I was having like visions of things around me. It was a weird space. But you know what? I thought we'll find something to be grateful about. So I grab a pen and paper and I would just start writing. I'm like, well, it's, I guess it's good that this pen works. Okay, so the pen works. And I was kind of miserable saying these words. Mm-hmm. I would do a list of about 50 of them. And what I found is that I'd feel a slight shift. And I was like, oh, actually, I start to feel nothing's changed, but I feel more grateful. And all it was is that I, I spent 10 minutes talking about things that I'm grateful for. So then I started looking at brain retraining. So I started looking at and because of kind of the medical school training I was doing, I knew a lot about physiology, well, more about physiology and neuro, neurobiology and stuff like this. So I started looking at neuroplasticity and, and then I kind of thought, well, you know, you never used to be like this. You had an accident and within a month now you're in this space. So I said, if I'm here, I can go back. Even though, it, even though everything I did or what I was been taught wasn't changing anything, actually I was getting worse and worse. I thought, well, it's impossible for me not to get back because I was there before. So it, it must be able to happen. So I just, that was the thought that came to me that it must be able to happen. If it happened before, I can do it again. Um, so I just started working on that. And um, yeah, so that's, that's what I would do. I just would stick with it and I kept doing different things. And I had sheets and sheets and sheets of paper. Most of you can actually, I tried to read them the other day and it was hilarious because I couldn't write properly. Most of it's just gobbledygook. But I remember when I was writing these things, it was so prolific to me. I was like, oh, this is going to change the world. <laughs> and then I tried to read these bits of paper and I'm like, it looked like a, a one-year-old written them, but that was my space at the time. So I just was, but over time my writing got better and I was able to kind of verbalize stuff and write stuff better. And I started making myself into kind of a research project. So anything that I had any success with, I would write it down. Anything that kind of I had troubles with, or if I found patterns that just kept repeating, I would start writing down these patterns and I noticed these patterns and I was like, well, how can I break those patterns? What can I do to break them? So I would jump around the room. Does that make me break a pattern? Well, I will meditate. I will tap on my wrist. I, it was just, I would just do anything yeah. I could possibly think of. I'd eat different foods. And that's how I, I gradually started getting better, getting better and better. And every time I made any sort of improvement, I made a big note about how that could help someone. And what I found is that I had these moments where everything was just falling apart. And it was just like, I don't think I can go on anymore. Like I just, this is the end. And then boom, I'd have this big kind of breakthrough relative to how I was at that time. It wasn't a big breakthrough really, but to where I was, it was a big breakthrough. And, I th- and the first thing that ever came to me is, was I'm going to teach this to someone. One day, someone else doesn't have to go through what I went. So, um, yeah, so that's what I did. And um, it took four and a bit years. And, and, you know, it never felt like I was making much progress. But then when I looked over two years, I was like, well, you've made a lot of progress compared to where you were. Mm-hmm. 
not compared to the people you see on the street you you're you feel quite inferior but to where i was it was quite amazing and then and then i just kept going and then now i'm beyond where i used to be actually like i've the chronic illness ironically well not actually wonderfully has actually disappeared now because of this accident so what a gift i mean that was something i lived with for 20 years Mm-hmm. So that's gone now. And actually, I now have control over the, the things that kind of created that and the thought patterns that made it carry on. So these are things I can teach other people. And so now it's just this wonderful learning for me now. And I still have moments where I kind of can fall off the wagon a little bit and get into these patterns, but I can get out of them really quickly. And what I've found is that I really wanted to teach, teach other people this stuff. So um, I started thinking about public speaking and stuff like this. And I, so I went on courses for public speaking um and randomly people would just start coming into my life in that time as well like randomly someone would be like oh you do this oh do you want to do some public speaking i was like oh yeah i was just thinking about that last week actually and and you start to synchronize with what you want and because you have this passion behind it and this kind of drive and energy this stuff starts to attract to you and this people talk about the law of attraction and Mm -hmm. you know it's very true like we mirror other people's emotions and we we bring to us things that we need and generally because we're living on autopilot and not being conscious we keep bringing in stuff we don't want because generally we're in a state of fear well a lot of people are anyway not everybody but a lot of people in a state of fear they usually what can i do not for this not to happen what can i do for this not to happen well we're actually bringing that in yeah you just bring it in (laughs) because we have a thing in our brain um reticular reticular activating system and its job is actually to give you evidence of what you're thinking about so if i think about um a bunny rabbit my mind will start looking for bunny rabbits everywhere i go i'll start noticing them it's like when you you buy a new mercedes and you've never seen anyone drive one all of a sudden you see 50 on the street and you're like oh everyone's got one i thought no one had one and that's just a part of your brain that it blocks off what it thinks you don't want to see so when we start consciously choosing what we do want to see then those opportunities come to us so the person we bump into on the street who we literally bump into immediately maybe our mind goes well maybe you should ask this person a question. What do they do for work? Like, did I bump into them on purpose? What, what's up with them? Maybe they need help. And, and I started living that way. And I just started, um, stuff started magically kind of coming my way. It didn't mean I didn't have issues. It just meant that yeah. more opportunities came away and I was more aware of stuff. So it, it kind of shifted from a healing thing to a life-changing thing to, it was such a broad area. So yeah, so that's it. I, and then, that's an amazing story. I'm like, I just, I hear, I've heard it before and I hear it again and I'm like, <laughs> I just, you know, you might win for the, for the most amazing kind of t- turns and, you know, what you've come through. And so as you think about, you know, a superpower, you're on the superpower success podcast. So what has, what is one of your superpowers, your, your strengths that has helped you right navigate everything that you've navigated? Uh, so I, I, the word faith, I think, just comes into my mind. That faith, and not from a religious standpoint. But that's yep. um, and there's nothing against religion. Just that faith is it's a it's an inner state of energy and being of that something is going to work out. Like I just have faith that something is going to work out. Like it was just that was it because I didn't have anything else. So I thought, well, I'm just going to pick that <laughs> because yeah. that's the bit that kind of stops you from kind of just completely obliterating it's just this tiny bit of faith and but then sometimes you also need to kind of fall apart as well is actually it's 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 more of an art than a science actually i it's kind of living this edge of kind of um calm and chaos really like living on that pinnacle of those two is where the most um the most growth is for you like it's this 
control and lack of control, if you're on that pinnacle of that place, it's amazing. And actually, that's the one thing I loved about when I raced motorcycles is that you were always on the edge of, it felt like you're always on the edge of dying, really. Like you were kind of, but you just had this confidence in you that you weren't going to. And then sometimes it kind of all fell apart, but most of the time it didn't. And that was such a wonderful place to live. That's why I used to do it all the time. It, it gave you such a release of all these different chemicals and endorphins in your body that you felt so alive and so amazing. Mm -hmm. That's why I did it. And you can take that, you don't have to be on a motorcycle and do an extreme sport, but you can take that into the business world. You can take that into family life. You can take that into sitting at home eating dinner. That kind of joy and faith and kind of drive for life, you can consciously create that in many, many areas. Mm -hmm. It's challenging to do it all the time. Like it's, you have to be really masterful to do it most of the time. But if you could do it 30% of the time for most people, that would be a massive improvement. 50% yeah. of the time would be it's, huge. Like it's interesting that you, the way you describe it, the calm and chaos and kind of that, that point in between. And, you know, I'm not a extreme sports person, but I, no. I get what you're talking about. And, and actually you just put words to what I've been feeling during this pandemic yeah. is faith right and calm that like we'll get through this like i really have this weird confidence and I, I i i sometimes i'm outside my body going with everything going on how can you be confident right now right that everything's yeah. going to be fine and that your business is going to be fine and but i feel like i'm like right at that point of like it's really chaotic but yet i'm calm right or i feel confident in the yeah. point of it but i'm right up next to the chaos yeah and it's it's this like it's this dual thing for me that I feel like I kind of navigate back and forth. Some days are better than others. Some days it feels yeah. more chaos. Some days it yeah. feels more calm, but I know the feeling you're describing because it feels like that's where I'm at. And I didn't even, I haven't been able to put words to it or really describe it to people, but that's what and it is. And compared to um, previous times when you work, cause you always work fast. I know that about mm -hmm. you, but how much growth wise have you grown during this period of kind of calm and chaos than you have compared to other times? Like, 10 times. Yeah. And so I, it just I'm shows fundamentally that, a different person, not like to my family and so, but in here, right inside, yeah. I'm fundamentally a different person than I was six months ago. Beautiful. Yeah, yeah and, exactly. And, and it is and, recognizing that and going, wow. And if you tried to resist that, if you tried to resist that kind of flow that you were on, it would have been an extremely painful experience, but you, instead it became equally kind of painful at times and wonderful at times. So you, it, like when you have that balance of yin and yang, yeah. yin and yang, it's so much easier. Like the, the thing is that I would, I mean, I was, I remember riding bikes with a broken collarbone and which I, I was in a, within a few weeks of doing it, which I shouldn't have done, but because there was so much joy in what I was doing, I didn't feel the pain in my shoulder. And that's this, I only use that because the business world is an extreme sport. I mean, when people are really putting finances on the line, all these things like that is extreme to me, actually that pushes me further than doing in stuff in sports. So it's, but chemically within our body and our mental state is exactly the same for both. So living on the edge, doing something sport wise or whatever it may be is no different chemically, like what you're feeling within your body than doing it in business. So it's not that we have any difference. It's just, we have different passions. That's all it is. Okay. So, so I want to dive in. You said something that I think people are dealing with right now that you said, you know, I talked about my growth the last six months, kind of mentally, you know, just spiritually, whatever it is. Yeah. Um, and you said, if you fought it, if I had fought it, it would have been more painful. And so I think that's what, and I know that's what I used to do. 
Um, and I still do it, right? I don't have it all figured out, but talk a little bit about that because that's really that rhythm of, of just getting by, right? 150 miles an hour. And I just think that's the way it's supposed to be. And I just keep running at 150 miles an hour waiting to get somewhere. Um, and that's that getting by is why do people get stuck in that rhythm and how do you, how do you break yourself of that? What does it take? I think a big, a big part of it sometimes is just letting go of control like trying to control the outcome because, you know, by controlling the outcome, we actually could actually stop ourselves getting somewhere. That's really incredible. Mm. Like if I'm just like, you know, what, I'm going to be I, I, where I'm sitting right now. I never, even two years ago, you couldn't have told me this, is what I'd be doing. I, I wouldn't have got here if I'd had been very adamant about sticking with my medical school kind of training, which would have been wonderful. I'm sure I would never be doing this. And I've actually had a chance of reaching a lot more people through this. Now, most people, they have a choice. I believe I didn't really have a choice. I was, I believe I was on a path that I probably wasn't supposed to be on. And the, my mind and body just made me have, kind of have an accident and kind of shift my journey. That's kind of my belief. And that's, mm-hmm. that makes sense of what happened to me. Um, so I believe that if I was very fixed, that as soon as I recovered, I would go straight back to my other thing. I would have missed this opportunity. And that's a control thing. And control yeah. usually comes from a place of fear because or lack like i feel like i'm lacking something so i need to definitely get this because if i get there then i'm going to feel good well really it's about i mean this is a very the spiritual side of stuff really but within the business world is is just to learn to be fulfilled in just this moment to be present basically to be mindful in what you have in this moment that everything is already kind of perfect and and you already are incredible and a genius and everything and to live from that space, when you live from a space of feeling like a genius and feeling incredible and feeling that you've got self-worth, it may not mean that you're a millionaire or a billionaire or whatever it is, but you just internally feel the best you can get yourself at. You make better decisions from that place anyway, and you're less resistant to stuff. When you feel great, you can't really feel like stuff's going to fall apart. Like if I don't get to this place, then I'm not good enough. Well, you don't have that. You already feel good enough. So you kind of journey towards a certain place and then if it fall, if it kind of wobbles somewhere else, it doesn't freak you out. You're kind of like, well, I still feel good enough. It, if I don't get over there, it doesn't mean that I'm not worth something. Because this is where I was supposed to be. So yeah. I just this week posted a quote that came to me. I was like, this is how I want to describe this to people on Instagram is the analogy I use in my head is that if you're swimming against the wave as hard as you can all the time, because you think you're supposed to be going in that way, right? But you're swimming and swimming and pushing yourself against the wave. What if you just stopped and let the wave carry you where it was supposed to carry you? Yes. Right? Like yeah. how much more like, and that's what it feels like to me is instead of fighting it and that's that control and mm-hmm. feeling like I'm supposed to control the wave. What if I let the wave take me to the person I was supposed to be and had faith? It's exactly what you're talking about. It's the faith that, you know, I, I, I know I'm good. You know, I know what I know. Like I, I got the, the right things what if this is the direction I'm supposed to be going and I need to just let it happen? And what if everything that's happening to us right now, which is really hard to say, and I know people, it, what if it's all supposed to be happening? We go with it. I was just looking at note on my paper. So just that um, basically like if you just looked at life, that everything is working out for you. Like if we have that, and that's a part of spirituality that life is always working out and there's some sort of energetic surround us that's everything's working out like that's whether you choose to believe it or not it's Mm -hmm. you can you can choose to believe that so if you choose to believe that everything is working out for you when you're 
struggling with something, maybe that's a moment to kind of stop and say, well, what are the benefits of this struggle? And what, what is this teaching me? Like, what is, maybe is there something I could do differently? Or is there, um, here's an example of this actually. So I, I, I've started looking into cryptocurrency just because I'm interested in it, which I'm surprised with. And there was a company which is just becoming regulated at the moment. And something happened to them a few years ago. And I just was looking at this, just looking at it from a wider perspective. And they had a point where they kind of, someone reported them because they were doing something they shouldn't have done. And they had to go through a big lawsuit and all this big deal. And I'm sure at that time that would have felt horrendous. And oh my God, look, the companies could fold. Recently, they're starting to implement cryptocurrencies like in the mainstream world now, like banks are starting to take it on. And this one, one of these companies, the reason that it's been so easy for them now, easier for them now, is because they had this court case previously. So instead, if they'd look back and thought, well, you know, this court case is really terrible, but what is the benefits of this and how is it benefiting us? It wouldn't have been as a painful experience possibly for them. It still would have been painful, right? It's yeah. not avoiding you pain. Can't avoid, it's not it's avoiding not, it, no. Yeah. It's flowing with it as opposed to resisting yeah. it. And then the end result is that they're now in a far better place. So it, if you look at that, life was working out for them, really. So it was, and that's another thing. Actually, there's a thing with physical pain, actually. Sorry, I know you're just about to speak, but this is something, I had a lot of physical pain. And when you resist pain, it keeps going. When you go into pain and you just resist it. So this, I had a, I broke my back, basically. So I was... I would have extremely excruciating pain. What I would do is I would, one day I was just like, I'm just going to feel all this pain because I was just fed up. I didn't know what to do anymore. I'm just going to feel it. So I sat in this pain and it was horrendous. And then boom, it all disappeared in about five minutes because I wasn't resisting it anymore. When we don't resist, like what we resist persists, basically is a kind of a, Mm. so what we resist persists. So if you're fighting something, it just keeps going. It's like if me and you are dragging on each other and we're kind of stiff arms and we're kind of pulling on each other, there's a lot of chaos and you can feel all this energy, but if one of us just goes kind of limp, but doesn't fight it, my body stays still and your body will be having all the chaos. And I would just sit there my hands with my hands would just relax, go backwards and forwards as you kind of shake them. So it's, I'm not resisting anymore. And then you just kind of flow. And then generally people give up. And that's the same with problems and stuff. When we stop resisting them, we, one, we open a mind up to maybe there's a different way around that situation. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of let go. We stop resisting it. And we can kind of, instead of trying to walk in against it, we kind of take a sidestep and walk around it. It's, um, and I can hear people saying, right, this is what popped into my head. And I immediately was like, but that's not true. Is if we stop resisting, it, it, does that mean we've given up? No, not at all. Not at all. I actually think, I think resisting is giving up because you're stuck. Like when you, well, actually, I'm not giving up. That's a wrong, that's too strong a yeah. word. It's not giving up actually. I, I believe that everybody is doing their best. Like that's all you're ever doing. And I've only learned this through experience of resisting everything. <laughs> I don't, I didn't learn this because, Oh yeah, I just flowed through life. I was the opposite. I was fighting everything. So it's not that I've learned this because yeah. I had some magical birthright. I, I learned it through the hard way. Like I, I learned that I resisted everything and I still got places. I still achieved many things doing that. But when I did, I got a lot of battle scars, a lot of mental trauma and stuff and a lot of, just a lot of pain and, and suffering. And sometimes I still have to resist stuff to a certain degree when stuff is against my boundaries of my self-worth. If I don't, if something is against what my insides don't feel is right, I'm resistant again now I'm stopping it. But if I'm trying to open a door and the door's not opening and I just keep pulling this door handle and it doesn't open, that's going to keep going on forever until, unless I kind of stop 
resisting that door and trying to keep it, get it open and, and find a key. Like step back and try and sit for a moment and flow and maybe I've got a screwdriver, maybe I've got a key somewhere, maybe I can call someone to do this. It's, it's just, it's not hit, hitting your head against the wall repeatedly, which mm-hmm. is what a lot of people do. We try and do the same thing the same way over and over and over and over and over but again. we want a different result with a different result. And that's challenge. Sometimes it works, but a lot of times it doesn't. So, um, and when I talk about resistance and flow, I'm mostly talking about internal resistance, not maybe, not maybe resistance to the outside world. It's mm-hmm. so if you're in a court case and it's, there's resistance there, like there's a fight, but if I internally feel stressed and fearful and locked in a corner, it's going to be a far more painful experience that that court case that we're going through or whatever it may be. But if you can sit in a place of more calm and peace with just internally, just mm-hmm. how your body's reacting, how your mind is sitting, it's a very different experience. I think that's maybe a better yeah. way of explaining flow. Um, and from that place, you're probably going to have different thoughts and different ideas that come up to you, different opportunities. Mm-hmm. You may start looking at, losing something or winning something as an opportunity or a benefit just because also sometimes just because you get something doesn't mean that it's great if i if i'd sort of continued and got into the world of osteopathy that i was hoping for if i'd resisted and pushed through that might have been what i thought was great Mm -hmm. but i i then missed another opportunity that was really to me now actually i can reach so many more people than i would have as an osteopath i maybe would have reached 30 people a day doing what I'm doing now, I've, I spoke to 250, 300 people in a day. And one of my big goals, one of my values is to reach as many people as I could. And, mm-hmm. but my mind was still stuck on, you've got to, you've got to be an osteopath. You've got to do that. You've got to do that. Yeah. But because when, as soon as I had to let go, the opportunity for me to speak to hundreds of people came up, but it took a couple of years for that to come to me. Mm-hmm. Now I'm internally grateful for that. So, and me not doing what I want to do for a career choice was not, a resistance on the outside it was a resistance in, internally mm-hmm. so just letting go of that resistance internally allowed me to flow a different way and actually get to somewhere that i really am loving like i, I can't pick a better place now because now it's every time i learn something it's like oh i never thought i'd be doing this before i never thought i'd be speaking to jamie today i didn't mm-hmm. this is the sort of stuff i never would have chosen and i just believe that when we think with our heart and not our mind we 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 enter a world of wonder and incredible things can happen. I, oh I think God. I'm jumping on a bit here. I know. <laughs> okay. So, so I am going to start to wrap it. And the reason yeah. being is I feel so peaceful right now, just hearing <laughs> what you're talking about. I think it's a great place to, to, to wrap this conversation. And it's, thank you. Just uh, thank you. It, it's been so impactful and we'll do this again. We'll come up with other topics because I think people are really going to enjoy this one. How can people find more information about you, about how can they get more of you, right? How can you help them? Because I know there's a lot of people listening. They're like, I'm that person, right? right. I'm just getting by right now. Like, how can they find out more? All right, for sure. So um, I have a website, which is www.sograteful.ca. Um, basically, people can email through there or um, there's some information. I'm a little lack on kind of... Uh, keeping the blog and stuff updated, but I'm, I'm also going to shift the website a little bit soon. I'm going to be tending a little bit more towards kind of the executive world or kind of corporate world, but 
at the moment it's very much just um, meditation stuff and what have you but so they can go through my website um phone numbers on there i have instagram which is at so grateful.ca and um yeah just kind of keep in touch and um i'm sort of trying to grow things and create a program to help people i, I really am passionate about people in the executive world not because i'm i have not really a massive amount of experience there but i have a lot of experience with creating calm and peace within chaotic places and i believe and that we need it that world need needs a world. lot of love and a lot of joy and a lot of gratitude and i think by doing that we could actually they could actually change the world because these big corporations are have such a huge effect on the world and if we can bring more joy and love and creation and fun into those places and mm -hmm. and passion that imagine what sort of business they would do from that space absolutely i love that people need to check you out i need to make sure i'm following you on instagram because i need more of your energy on a regular basis Cool. Thank you for taking the time to do this. I appreciate Thanks. it so much. Thanks, Jamie. It was awesome. And to all of our listeners, you know, these, these topics are never the same, but you hear a lot of the same underlying themes. And hopefully you're kind of catching that is that this is about introspection. It's about shifting your perspective, learning one thing new that you're going to just have a little bit different approach to something that you're doing today. And then tomorrow we have another opportunity to do that. And so that's really what we want this podcast to be is those bite-sized pieces that make you think differently. And I'm certain that that did that this did that for you today, because it certainly did for me. So I'm grateful for you being here and continuing to engage in this community. Um, and thanks everybody. Thanks so much for listening. If you like this episode, please click that little subscribe button. So you get the latest episodes when we release them. And we would so appreciate a rating and a review. We'd love to hear from you on how these podcast topics are having an impact for you. And if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter, make sure and go to our website, keystonegroupintl.com to sign up.